to the Compound Podcast. It's episode 141, brought to you by Parse Rum. My favorite rum, Dakota's favorite rum. It is true. It's a fact. If you buy a bottle, you plant a tree in Colombia. We're all saving the earth by drinking Parse Rum. Binny Specs, Total Wine. Go find it near you. We're starting this episode. I get a couple of guys are upset about something but i don't know what it is who's upset i'm not upset no we're not mad we're disappointed confused and a little disappointed that's all because there's this big trip that ian and his big league buddies took a couple big leaguers not us minor leagues not us peasants him and a couple big leaguers go out to napa valley have a nice little trip zach i have a question for you did you, by chance, get an invite to that trip? You have a significant other, as did yeah. the rest. No, I, no, I'm no, okay listen, with not going. Listen, uh, I'm listen, more hurt I'm, for Zach. No, 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 no. I'm not even. No, no. I'm not concerned about that whatsoever because Napa doesn't really do it for me. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it looks nice. I'm sure, the pictures look great. But the fact that it just was never even brought up in like conversation. He was hiding it from us. That's you that's. Know, like, I feel betrayed. I feel like he was trying to hide it. And then the thing is, like, the night before, I'm like, oh, Hap, where are you right now? Austin? He goes, yeah. You know, I've been all over the place. And then nothing. Crickets. You know, it's just kind of like, that's weird. And then Scott, and he goes, no, I mean, why would I say anything? Well, I don't know. Sounds like a pretty cool trip. Just, you know, boys chopping it up. That's all. And, to, and the funniest part about Scott is he said, I didn't say anything because I knew I'd get shit. So all we did all weekend was give him shit because he didn't tell us. So all weekend, I refused, like, he would text in our group text, and we're like, who's this 330 number? Who is this guy? Like, we would pretend like we didn't know him. He's but, with Shun. Like, yeah, you know, again. Shun, re-shun. It's just more more of, like, you know, just a little little confusion, that's all. Like, I thought it would be cool. Like, hey, Dakota, like, I'm going to California next week. Sounds fun, you know? Oh, who are you going with? Oh, you know, me, Hap, Nico, uh, Scott, you know, we're all going with our, with our girlfriends, our wives, fiancés. Like, yeah, it'll be fun. It was, it was just sad to see. It really was. It, it, you know, it is what it is. We're not, we're not that close with Ian as the big leaguers because we're down here. They're up you know? here and that's okay. It is what it is. They weren't selling any eggnog there. So I didn't think that you would have Oh, a good time. don't you try to bring eggnog into this, you, you know, sick freak. Sick. It's just gross. You guys it's pick disgusting. wine guys that I didn't know about? You guys been drinking a lot of wine recently? You know, I like wine. You know, we like wine. Ian. That you see, you see, oh, you see, this is this is Ian, just perfect. Here's this how I know you're full of shit because we drank wine when we lived together. We did know that we did. We drank great wine watching, watching Entourage. And those those days meant nothing to you. I know what it was. It, was. it was it was just a PR grab because he knew this would come from it. Well, PR and money grab. And he knew the clicks it would get like, oh, Ian Happ out with Nico Horner and Yankees reliever Scott Efros like. It is what it is. Man, God forbid you guys will match up in the World Series. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had a great time. It was a great trip. We had a blast. Multiple times I texted Scott and I said, I hope you choke on your wine. Jesus. Multiple You're just times. wearing him out, huh? You're just wearing oh, Scott out the whole time? I didn't care. I texted him today and, and like we have like a group text. You'll, we'll just text like someone's first name to get their attention. Today I just texted douche, and then I put like, ah shit, autocorrect Scott asterisk. <laughs> it's not over. It's never like I'm not gonna let this go for a little while. That's how okay. I am. Can I tell you the worst part is I actually knew about the trip. That's because we were, we had to we had to stay late one time to talk about something after a show. Ian and I and Scott and he spent a lot of time talking about d- details of the trip. So I I thought you guys knew. This is this is all adding up, Dakota. Mm-hmm. This is uh, it's all making. It was sense. Def- the fact that he told Tom makes it seem e- even more like it was like a not like a secret, but like I will say, I don't think he told me. I think I was just I was present for conversations about it. I was but, uh, that's all. I but I knew of it of its existence. But they didn't want the peasants to know, is what I'm hearing. It was and, more and of the like best a, part, Dakota, in, mm-hmm. in our group with Scott. He didn't say anything. He just kept alluding to the rain that was happening in California to Mark. And we were like, and Mark was like, why do you keep asking about this? Like, 
he goes, you coming to California anytime soon? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm actually coming out to Napa. It's just, you know, it is what it is. It's over. Um, I'm hoping we can move past it. I'm just going to be hurt for a little while. Hoping, you know. Uh, can we talk about, Zach, you have a golf event coming up. Oh, I told you about that. How's your game? Where are you at? Are you excited? You were sending you were sending some photos of yeah, your numbers on the monitor. He's so over us making fun of him right now. Okay. Yes. Continue, Zach. Sorry. No, I'm excited. Um, haven't been out there before. So we'll see. I gotta get dialed in the next week or so. Well, two weeks ago, Ian, he texts us. He goes, Oh yeah, that golf thing's coming up. I should probably like hit some balls. He like Dude, I don't swung a golf club in weeks. I'm like, are you an idiot? No, because I I'm just going to fight myself because it doesn't like, I'm not going to feel where I'm going to feel off of, off of grass, like hitting off a mat is horrible and it's going to feel weird. Can so you remind like, me of the format, please? Um, I think it's, hang on. There's three rounds they're at. It's at pebble spyglass and Spanish Bay. Um, it, tough it, trip, it, tough trip, Tom. Yeah, Tommy's grinding it out, man. We actually both, we're both for the listener. We are both playing in a separate golf events the same week. So I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida, playing in a four day deal with um, the LPGA, uh, kind of in conjunction with the LPGA event. So we're, we both have big golf uh, weeks coming up. What Zach's event? I, I knew about yours. I've not heard about this. This sounds pretty great. Yeah, I uh, it's called the Winter Series, the Players Cup, twenty twenty three, and I got I've been invited the last few years by a friend, and I've always panicked. And well, last year I had I had plans um, already, and this year he called me kind of early, and I was like, you know what, I'm like I'll do it, like I'm in whatever. Um, so they're flying me, my girlfriend out there for for the weekend. Um, and your like caddy. I said, and your caddy and my caddy. Yeah, like I said, I haven't not been out there before, so I'm excited. 54 holes. There's one, I think, best ball, gross and net. I want to say that's the – hang on. I got an email about it the other day. Um, I I can't wait to hear – I hope you get great weather out there, which is is pretty hit or miss but yeah. uh, at this time of year. But I, I hope you get great weather because it's the most amazing. Yeah, it's just, it's just best ball, and then there's a gross and a net division. So – We'll see. I and then there's there's a bunch of skins games too, which is cool. But I mean that's gonna be really hard to so this is the last obviously this is the last big event of your off season before like you super ramp it up. Yeah. Should we that, get it? Should we talk about like this point in the off season and what what things start to look like? Yeah, and that was kind of a big reason why I never really wanted to go. Um, because I was like, Oh, it's so late in the off season, you know. I but this is kind of like a once in a lifetime except getting invited to it more than once but it's you say once in a lifetime but i've invite, been invited five times <laughs> except yeah. i get invited every year yeah um You're an idiot. but just to play out there in general i couldn't really couldn't really say no um but i i have before but this year i couldn't say no <laughs> what is going on right now <laughs> zach just twice no. contradicted himself he said yeah. no because like it, it's just so late in the offseason where i'm like dude you can't go you can't go and then this year i was like he called me early enough i don't have any plans. I was like, you know what? Bite the bullet. You're going to go. This guy's a walking Bite contradiction. Oh, you poor thing that you have to go. I'm so sorry. This I is, wish you didn't have to. This is my last, same thing, my last trip of the offseason, last thing. You know, obviously throughout the offseason, you you work out and you do your stuff and, and you're getting the body right and whatever phase you're in of your workout cycle. And then, so I get back on the 22nd and then that's like, and then I'm, super ramp up in the in the camp you know kind of get there around valentine's day ish for for camp to start i think report dates 18th or something close to that so where are you guys in the in the off-season cycle dakota i want to hear where you are with like throwing how does that when do you start to do you start to throw pens do you throw long toss what like where you at uh, i threw my first pen last week and i'll probably throw like two more this week and Maybe it's a different year for me because it's more of a who knows. Maybe, maybe I go play, maybe me no play. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see. But I mean, I'm just treating it as like I'll be ready. Hopefully I get signed. And but yeah, I'm in bullpens now. I've been working out 
like all off season, obviously. But is that two or two or three times a week on the pens? Is that what it looks like? Uh, two, two tops. And that's how many pitches is a pen for you? 20? Um, like my first bullpen I threw last week was like twelve, and then like I mean I'm also a reliever, so I don't need to build up to more than. So I'll throw like thirty sometimes if I'm working on stuff, but yeah, like two a week at fifteen twenty usually, and by like. I'd say my first two or three are pretty light effort. And then like my fourth and fifth are more letting it go. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting because like for you, Mm -hmm. like there is a, there is a ramp up period during spring training, but like you, you kind of have to be ready to go because if you have to throw in that first game, like it's all an audition. So like you have to be able, you have to be ready to let it eat for that one inning, whatever it looks like. For sure. And it's different for starters, like a guy I train with starting pitcher, it's a lot different for them because they have to be ready, not for like a full five, but I think starters usually go in two or three innings, you know, so they're built up a little more. They throw a few more bullpens, but being more of a one inning, two inning guy, like as long as I go in good to throw 20 pitches, like that's usually fine. Yeah. Anything specific you're working on this off season or have been working on? Like, are, you, are, you fo- are you focusing on, Heater change up? Are you folks? Are you thinking about the slider? Are you throwing a Are you throwing a one seam slider these days? No, I mean slider is always something I work on every off season. Uh, I did throw one change up. I usually just throw all fastballs in my first bullpen, and I signaled change up, and I was like, "This change is probably going to stink, but I'm going to throw it anyway." And I said, "You know what? No, it's not, Dakota. It's going to be good." Some positive self talk, and it was gross. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> she's still there. I still got it. She <laughs> didn't you, leave." Do me. you throw? Do you throw with the track man every time? Um, no, we have like rap Soto, but oh, I, that's mean, what I meant. Yeah. not, not the first couple, the first couple aren't even worth it because it's literally like 80% effort, like just kind of feeling the mound again. And I was still so, sore the next day after throwing 12 pitches. So as a pitcher, you know, the guys that I see who work out at the same place I do, like they're always looking at it and stuff. Can you manipulate? All right. So say like you throw a really good heater once it feels good and say the vert is at like 18 or 19 mm-hmm. and then you throw a shitty one at like 15 or 16, can you try to like manipulate something on, or like, Hey, I remember what I did really well on that one to get better numbers. Hey, I, my horizontal was really good on that one opposed to my vertical. Like, what did that look like to you? And then you're checking the, the iPad. Like, are you, I don't know how to explain it. Like, can you manipulate little things like that? Like vert and horizontal movement, or is it more of just, Hey, that's your style of throwing. And that's kind of what works. Are you talking fastball or off speed? Both, whatever, like, what, so say you're trying to throw a slider, you're like, hey, I'm going to try to get more horizontal on this one and less vert. Yeah, no, I mean, that's something you can kind of feel it coming off. Like, there are times, like, especially with sliders, like, I'll feel like, oh, I got around that one. Like, it might have been more horizontal, but it was just kind of straight across. And sometimes it'd be like, I got more on top of it. That was kind of up and down. Fastball, I think, is the biggest one for me is like the four seam. Like if you get on the side of it or inside of it, you can, you can't really see it tailing off. You know what I mean? Like with the vertical break. Yeah. But seeing the numbers and being like, Oh, that one had 16 vert break versus 18, 19, like get a little bit more behind it. I think that's the biggest benefit I get from that stuff. That's, that's so nice as a pitcher. Cause you, you can see right away, like, Hey, I'm, I want to, I'm staying behind this one or I'm keeping my, my wrist more, tucked or vertical like whatever yeah and then you're like oh that's significant information i just received in two seconds it's like hitting you can nut one and it's just like that was really bad mechanics but i just launched but one I anyway. still hammered like it, if yeah. i still yeah if i still if i make a bunch of those moves like i don't know if it's good or bad kind of you know like you can compare but well, what's nice about the place I work out at too, uh, the guy has like a TV next to the mound and he films pretty much every pitch. So like yeah. if you throw one in like, say it's a shitty slider, be like, hey, look at the TV and like you'll see your mechanics even and be like, oh, that's what I did wrong. So it's nice to kind of get instant feedback of what to fix for the next pitch. Is your is your camera on a delay too where you throw it and then it's like comes up three three seconds later? It's not like the high speed one. It's just like a normal like filming camera. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like just normal yeah. like like you're watching TV basically. Yeah. But no, it's not like delayed it, or it, like he takes the video and then he puts it up there. Like it got it's it. pretty quick. Got it. Zach, where are you in your off season? Yeah, I'm uh I'm definitely ramping up more. I mean, I've kind of done the same thing hitting, but I've hit a lot more the last 
three weeks or so. Like I said, like once kind of Christmas is around, it's kind of like a lights go on. It's like, oh shit, you know, this is, this is, you know, when you get home in October, you're like, oh my God, feet up. I got all the time in the world. And you look up and it's Thanksgiving. Like, all right, you know, still, still here. And then once Christmas happens and New Year's, you're like, oh fuck, here we go. But it's again, it's the same thing every off season. Um, I'm definitely doing more fielding and throwing wise this off season. Um, I didn't take as much time off from throwing. I wanted to see how it would, how would my arm would react. And I feel a lot better throwing because usually, you know, like we don't have to throw nearly as much. I don't think it's as much as priority as it, you know, should be, I think as an infielder compared to like pitchers, obviously it's what you're doing. Um, but like, and then first, you, as soon as you get to spring training, you're throwing a thousand balls across the diamond. Yep. It's you're getting mass ground balls. You got early work. And then like, you're like waking up you're like, damn, why is my arm sore shit? And then it's like, Oh, maybe because I don't know. You isn't, isn't position players in the off season. Aren't you guys more kind of like, the only time you're really throwing is if you're taking ground balls. Like you're not like if you're not taking grounders, you're probably not playing catch that day. So that's what I I've tried to play catch a lot more. Just I want my arm moving. I don't want it to be an issue when I get to spring training. Um, and I want to just you know, especially this year, I want to just be game ready as soon as I step in the facility. Which, yeah, I feel like for like you and me, it's different than it is kind of for yeah. Hap, where like not that Hap doesn't come in ready, but you know what I mean, like. Yeah, hundred percent. Hap can kind of feel his way into it, and for you, it's kind of like, well, I'm trying to earn a spot here. Like, right. I got to come in ready to go. No, yeah, absolutely. And then on the hitting side, you know, just trying to find something that I can repeat, and knowing going in there where you know, if I don't get five hits in my first at bat, I can still kind of ride it out, you know, and and be confident moving forward. Obviously, um, and then again, like, kind of game ready. So I think I'm gonna get some live abs going in before spring and then we'll see from there if there yeah if there's anything that 2020 taught me and then again you know last year coming off an elbow and like working through spring but not being like i didn't i didn't play in the first few games i dh'd like i was still getting to 100 percent at the start of the season like it was it was a very freeing experience for sure but the um you know, the fact that I just need to feel like I'm ready to go right when the season starts, not necessarily like when I get to camp. And it, it's definitely a nice place to be in a luxury. But um, that that for me definitely changed my mindset of like how I go through the off season. Um, and, you know, 2020, similar to last spring, like I kind of stunk in summer and it really didn't click for me until like maybe two, maybe three, four or five days before we actually started the season. Um, and I felt we played, I specifically remember us playing the twins and in one of those exhibition games and like squaring up a couple of balls and being like, all right, I got it. And then obviously I got off to a hot start that year. And then same thing in 22 was coming back from the elbow, kind of struggling, uh, not feeling great during spring. And just kind of being like, all right, I just have to make a couple swings that feel good. That's it. Um, and staying with the process. And then kind of right before we broke, nutted a couple of balls against the White Sox and was like, all right, here we go. And and having that like kind of faith um that it's gonna it's gonna feel right and just keep doing the right as the cage sessions. It I was gonna say it it's tough. It's tough for me because I have never gone into spring. I mean, it's tough like again. I'm not somebody who likes to get off-season live ABs just because you don't know what can happen. You know, it's just like I've never gotten out to like a hot start in spring. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard. It's fucking really – you haven't seen a live AB. And, and like, I understand the whole winter ball thing. Like, guys like, yeah, you know, I like to go play winter ball. But it's just like – I don't know. Um, but, like, if you – like you said, if you nut a few balls right away, you're just like, dude, this is it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Well, I also like my two couple of my best camps, like 17, I had a really good camp, but then I went to 3A. 2018, before the season, like I had an unbelievable camp. Like I, I raked, I absolutely raked. And then I started the season off with a homer and then I stunk. It was horrible for like a month and a half. And then same thing in 2021, like I had a great camp in 21. Like hit some doubles, righty, hit some balls hard, lefty was kind of raking homers and then like i stunk it was horrible so like 
it it's so weird how that works out too. Yeah, so like it weird. It, it doesn't matter. And right. like, it is different. Like when I was younger, especially my, and like, I was really trying to th- like, Oh, if I hit 380 in camp, like I'm going to play every day now. It's like, it's not necessarily true. And, uh, and you can only make so much of an impression. And like now I'm lucky enough to kind of be penciled in there to start the season. So it's not something I have to worry about, but my, one of my off season focuses is just on, it's just so much more on my body now than on like swing mechanics and like what I want to do with my eyes, with my body and like where I want to be physically coming into the season, like addressing some stuff that maybe I think were issues in the past or the one thing I'm doing this off season is bat speed training. I am doing some of that, um, starting to ramp that up, kind of feeling uh, what's that, what that's like. And it's been a pretty interesting thing. And that, that's something that'll kind of like carry through this month and then through February. But like for me, my off season I guess doesn't really end until like the end of February, like all of like now all of my, my workout phases and even like the way I'm looking at my arm ramp up and my swinging progression for bat speed training is all like through February. Um, because I know like even once March 1st hits, I got you know probably 20 games, call it 50 at bats and, you know, a full month to be ready for whatever that opening day is March 20th, 29th. So it's I I'm lucky that I get to look at it in a little bit of a different way. That's what I was going to say. It's probably nice to go into spring being like, you know, not like I have a spot, but obviously you have a spot. Like you were just an all-star and a gold glover, but it's like, if you go in and you go knock on wood, hopefully you don't say you go over 10. It's like, ah, shit, this sucks, but we're all right. Like got plenty of time to figure it out. You know what I mean? And then years past, it's like, shit, shit. Like I'm going to get cut. Like they're not going to keep me on the team. Like I'm, I'm struggling right now, but this year it's like, all right, like I can just go kind of feel it out and work on some stuff and get ready for opening day versus first day of spring. Sorry, you hear really cool stories about guys like that. Like Joey Votto is somebody who is, you know, notorious for like there's one year he said he was in a game where he was like, I'm going to try to hit four balls over the opposite dugout today and walk out of this game like I just hit four homers. Like that's sick. But somebody like me, I don't have the luxury of doing that. Where I think you earn, it's not you think, where these guys earn that, like hap, like you said, you earn that extra month of not relaxing and trying to like coast through it, but it's like, yeah, hey, I can take my my process day by day and say, hey, hey, Rossi, I'm going to strike out four times today, but I'm going to do it in a way that I want to do it. Like if I go up to AJ and say, hey, AJ, uh, I'm going to punch a few times today. Is that cool? Like, say, I'm gonna well, like, something. He's like, like, yeah. Enjoy minor league camp. Yeah, we'll see yeah. you on field 14. Yeah, and I mean, the only time, like the times that I get frustrated, like in spring, like if I'm swinging through heaters, where yeah. like I think like I think I'm right on time, uh, and I'm whiffing like that's that's like a no no for me. That means something's messed up. But like I have time to fix the stuff. Because like it doesn't matter how much work you do in the off season when you come into camp, everything feels different. Swing feels weird or off or timings off, and like you have to find those things over the first couple of weeks. So uh, like I know, I guess I know now the things that when they pop up, it's like oop, this is a little bit of a red flag. Let's fix this quick. And the stuff that's like, all right, I'm close. Like I'm right there, which hasn't clicked yet, but I'm close. And so those are, yeah, kind of, kind of. And like last year, I really understood it because I was coming back from the elbow and like I was playing left field, but it was like, if you throw a ball to the cutoff man, we're going to come out and tackle you. It was like, if you, if you even attempt to, to hit the cutoff man in the air, like someone's going to come fight you. And like, so I understand, like, if I go out there and like, there's a ball in the gap, like obviously I'm run hard and get it, but like, I don't have to rip my shoulder off to like, try to get somebody out in a spring training game. Yeah. Like that's a pretty, that's a pretty freeing, um, just like mindset to be in. For sure. Before we get into what's happening in baseball right now, we need to talk about the NFL playoff picture. And DraftKings. You guys want to talk about football real quick? You want to talk about football? You want to talk about DraftKings? I always Official sports betting partner of the NFL. Ian, I don't know if you know this, both their teams, uh, probably the two best teams that didn't make the playoffs are the, the, the Lions and the Jets. So it's a, t- it's a tough day on this podcast. For the football. Jets, if you, if you asked me that five, six, seven weeks ago, yes, but not anymore. I was going to say, I don't know about the Jets anymore. It's all right. It's all right, guys. We haven't a little tough, little tough go on the football stuff. Hey, hey, Lions, you know Lions what? played with fucking heart. Big big deal for the Bears. First overall pick. Nice job, Bears. 
I mean, okay, well, let's talk about DraftKings. You guys don't want to talk about it. I'll talk about it. Wild card round action, DraftKings Sportsbook, kicking off the road to the Super Bowl, fi- Super Bowl 57. Did you guys know Super Bowl 57? New customers. It's, it's crazy. You think about football? Is it? What? You I'm trying to get question. to his ad read. You're going to have to be talking about football. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about you football asked, now? Yeah. Did you ask? Okay. Did you guys know? Talk about football. Let's get back to the ad read. You, no, you know what? Football. Go to the ad. Go to the ad. Okay. Five dollars and get two hundred in free bets instantly. All new and existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Dakota, no sweat bet. No sweat bet. Yes, please. Uh, you get free bet your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to ten dollars. Action so good. Why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download. DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's code compound. Code compound. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL. Get 200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code compound. Code compound. Code compound. Code compound. Ian, again, that's code compound at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for more details. Zach, where are you? Where are you, Zach? Come back to the frame. Let's talk football. What do you got? You want to talk about football? I was just saying how it's only the 57th Super Bowl. I just feel like there would be a thousand more Super Bowls. It's the biggest event in sports. Kind of bananas, huh? Yeah. Baseball's, been around, in for, America. baseball's been around for a little bit. Do you guys want to talk about your teams losing? Is it sad? Do you not want to talk about it? My team didn't lose, so get your facts straight. No, your team. Didn't your team do a, a good thing and beat somebody important? They killed Aaron Rodgers. I saw that. Yep. That's, I was pumped. I was heartbroken when the Seahawks won. So they needed the Seahawks to lose. And then the Lions needed to win to get in. The Seahawks won in overtime. The Lions said, you know what? We're still going to go send Aaron Rodgers home packing. Went into Lambeau. Won a hell of a game. Can I ask a question about fandom? Yes. <laughs> Your team missed the playoffs by one game kind of scenario type of deal. They actually had the same record as the Seahawks, but they lost off season, unfortunately. But yeah. Okay. Was it more exciting for you to watch that than the past seasons where they've just been out of it from like weeks? Oh, not even close. Way more exciting. I actually looked forward to the games. In years past, when the Lions are going forward and 12, I, I don't care. I care about my fantasy football team. I don't care about the Lions. But like this year, like, I was pumped to watch him every week. Like, I was still pumped for that game last night, even though the refs did everything they could to make sure the Packers won, and they made sure the Seahawks won. I don't know who was paying them. They were getting paid something, but the refs sucked. Both games sucked. I don't play in the NFL, so I can say the refs suck. You put some good tweets out there. I appreciate your good tweets. Because I was so pissed off watching both games. It, it blows my mind. I know it's a hard job. I couldn't do it, but they're terrible. Terrible at it. Would you would you say refing football is like the hardest out of all of the officials? Yeah, probably because it happens fast, and there's little stuff like, ah, is that enough to call it, or do I let that one go? Like you call holding every play, you could realistically probably call pass interference almost every pass. Like, but ah, and we're like, gonna let that one go. Hey, yeah, he no, he got there just a split second early enough. Like, but they were calls in both games that blew my mind because like the one, the intentional grounding, Zach, I know you were watching the Seahawks game. Like Geno Smith threw it to nobody. They didn't call intentional grounding. Like, okay, guess we're not calling that. Geno Smith ran into a defender after going out of bounds. They called unnecessary roughness on the defender in the lions game. I'm in Ross St. Brown caught a first down. I don't know how they went to replay and said it was incomplete. People should be in that jail one, for see, that. Jail. One, that one was close to me. Cause you he like landed on it. Zach, that to me is where the replay is too much. Like, in what world is that not a catch? You no, know what I'm know. saying? Like yeah. In what world but are no, you like, oh, he didn't catch that? It's like, earlier, if the ground's not like there, the, he still uh, caught the football. In the Jets game, too, Garrett Wilson had, like, the same exact play, called yeah. on the field, catch, and then they changed it to a no catch. And they said, like, if you look right there, like, as it's hitting the ground, his hand's not under it. And I was like, I mean, whatever. I think it's Either the way. best. This is the last thing I'll say about the refs. It's the best when, like, the refs will miss a call and then, like, they'll bring on, like, Terry McCauley or, like, the old refs that are now doing analysts, and they're like, yeah, the refs kind of missed that one. Like, they try to say it in a nice way. It's like, 
Yeah. Holy shit. They definitely missed it. Do you know how hard being an NFL ref though is though? I was reading. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm not excuse. That doesn't excuse their own calls, but I'm just saying this. I think it's really interesting. I was reading a retrospective of on the, when they had the replacement refs. If you guys remember back in 2012, obviously culminating famously with the fail Mary, Mm -hmm. not, not, not any of those refs. I believe there was almost 180 of them ever worked another NFL game, which is kind of incredible that none of like the, the, the slot they they tried for months, they had training camps and all these different things. And they just couldn't get anyone who could be anywhere near good enough to do it at the NFL level. And yeah, it, in, in exactly. It is very hard. It just sucks when it's situations. And there was multiple, I thought in the Seahawks game, multiple that I was like, this can't like, this is setting up like the lions are losing, like they're going home. And also it, it is crazy how much they do get right too, which is like oh yeah the difference between like you're watching on TV and you're like how how was that not a fucking face mask and then like you see his his head move one way and his his hand like misses and you're like how and how that's the thing see that we we blow up the mistakes like you saw did you see the Deshaun Watson one yesterday the, the, he, that he had his head mask? ripped off and they didn't call yeah. it. and we get the benefit of slow motion replay all the time. Yes, it's exactly. Baseball it's very doesn't matter. Fast. Baseball, basketball, football, like the centimeter play in baseball that in real time you look at each other and dug out and go, oh, safe, out, out, safe, 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 safe. That's safe. that's the like, good one too. Is right. like you're talking on you're talking on the bench. You're like, oh my god, he's safe by a mile. How do you miss that? And then they challenge it, and he was out by like a foot. And you're like, I mean, I got no clue. Yeah, yeah. But these guys have to do it in real time. Uh, do you want to talk about? Um, what you know what we should say? Um, I'm sure he's a listener because he's from Chicago. But, you know, hoping for the best with Liam Hendricks. Yes. Came out yesterday at non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. The entire, the entire baseball community is thinking of Liam Hendricks. Amazing player, amazing competitor, um, really good dude and teammate. Uh, I've heard, but I've talked to him at the um, union stuff, and it's always been a, a, a really nice guy to talk to. Um, and we're we're all thinking about him. for sure. Can we talk about is nothing's really happening in the baseball free agency? There's a couple couple of trades. Zach, big, one of Zach's teammates got traded. Zach has some new teammates. Yeah, Cody Clemens um, and Gregory Soto, and Phillies. Soto's like a a dude. Yeah, he him and Alvarado have the two hardest. Like I think on average of lefty fastballs in baseball over the last however many years, and you get them in the seventh eighth inning. Did they get who'd they get back? Like big prospects? Because I was thinking about that. I was like, I feel like this is. I know it was like during like Sunday night football or whatever happened during football, but I was like, this is kind of like swept under the rug. That's a pretty good reliever getting traded to a World Series contender. Um. Yeah, they got back a catcher, and like, I don't know. I forgot his name. And then Phil Matten, right? Nick Matt Nick Matt. Phil's his brother. Phil's his brother, the cutter guy. Oh, for the Astros. Yeah. Yeah. And then Maton and then Veerling was the other one. Um, oh, yeah. Veerling, too. Alf- he yeah. was in the bigs last year, right? They were both. Yes, were. they both oh, were, they were. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, it's a good enough trade. They're both sides think it's good enough. I don't know much about either, but I know that those are some two tough lefty ABs that you're going to have as in the back end of a game for the Phillies. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think it's a good deal for the Phillies. And I think that they're doing the right thing at this time in their cycle, which is not being afraid to trade guys who have had a little bit of time in the big leagues because you're trying to win. This is your, this is your go all in time. Like if you're the Phillies, like you go get whatever you need, like midway through the season, they'll be making another deal, whatever they need, because it's, they're there. Like they're the team that's there. Do they have a shortstop, or is it Trey are they Turner? Gonna ride, are they going to run? Oh my god, I forgot about that. Duh. Trey Trey maybe then, maybe you've heard of him. No, because I forgot because what's his face was playing. Stott was playing at short last year in the World Series. Yeah, and I, so I forgot probably, about. He'll Trey. probably play second. Yeah, because wow, Segura's sick. gone, right? Yeah, Segura's gone. Marlins. He went to Miami. That's sick. Yeah. Are we going to talk about yeah. Correa? Yeah, I would like to. So my my point of this was. Producer Tom checking in here to tell you we recorded this Monday night, this episode coming out Tuesday right after we found out the news that Carlos Correa signing a six-year, $200 million contract with Minnesota Twins. Obviously, we didn't know that when we recorded this. I think this segment still a lot of interesting stuff. 
But obviously you guys know more than we did at the moment, so that's why you won't hear us talk about it on this week's episode. Next week, we'll check in with Carlos Correa and that six-year, $200 million contract. Enjoy. There's still some guys out there. There's not a ton of guys out there, but there's definitely still some guys out there. It seems like the reliever market hasn't really broke yet. Some guys have signed, but there's definitely a lot more relievers to be. That's, that's why I'm still at home. I'm yes. Waiting. I'm waiting for the dominoes. Best reliever on the market's available. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for the big dominoes to fall so I see what my contract looks like. Yep. Yep. Uh, but the it feels like there is at least a couple teams that are that have to be just waiting to see what happens here. And you obviously no one is going to give away what they're thinking, what's happening uh, with Correa, but they have to be sniffing around in a bunch of places. Some teams like I'm sure Boris is shopping him. Teams have to be reaching out and, and kind of having feelers for, for what's going to happen. Cause if this one falls apart, supposedly, I mean, the, the word we're reporting wise was that, Nobody had talked to Boris or Correa's camp in a while. And last week was the first time that he had supposedly started. I think the twins heard from him, according to reporting. So it seems like they're starting to put feelers back out, which obviously calls into question what you would think what's happening right now with the Mets. Cause that deal has been held up for what now, like almost three weeks. I mean, it's, I know obviously holidays happen, but that's a long time to be. I saw that the Mets, the Mets are still the favorite to land him. Um, but like my thing is the twins offered him, Two whatever, right? Whatever it was, two ninety, right? Yeah. So like, they he played for them. They knew something was wrong. Clearly, like, they're willing to offer him that much money. What is the holdup? Like, I understand he got hurt or he slid into second at some point, you know. But like, the Twins know this, right? So like, if they're willing to give him this money, what could be so bad in the physical? That's what I'm always curious. Like, obviously, all the different like laws prohibiting it, but like these are the ones where I wish I knew. Like, what is it? Like, does he have like a partially torn this or that? And like, eventually, like I'm just curious as to why there's such a long like wait. And the thing is, I don't get what's like now they're negotiating, but it's like, hey man, like we know you're hurt. We're gonna offer you this now. Like, I don't know how you could argue it. It also has to be hard now to be a doctor that signs off and says yes, because that's kind of their, you know, if a doctor signs off and says yes, and then he gets hurt, then they're, they're never working again. So we're not for a team. So that's like, that's probably a challenge too, but it has to be really hard after you've had two big numbers tied to you to like, at the, like you thought that that was all set seal. Like you thought you were good. And now you're going to take a lesser number from that same team. Like that's probably really tough. And then do you just, do you do the thing again, that short term with an opt out uh, at a big number and then try to do this whole thing again next year? Like that's, he's in a tough spot. That's a, that's a real, real challenge. And like the thing about just a complete mental cyclone going on there. The thing about the doing another short term is though, if there's problems with your medical this year, I'm guessing there's going to be problems next year unless something happens this year. So it's like, all right, if you do a short term and try to do it over again, like teams are going to be like, well, you still have this possible injury or like this could have, like, we're still not going to pay you that huge number. It's interesting because it feels like, it feels like this is something which from a medical standpoint, I don't know that it makes any sense, but like, it feels like this is something teams are willing to go short with, but not long with, but like, I don't know what, medical condition or what could be going on that some that somebody could be like hey man five years seven years like we're good nine it's gotta 10, be, 12 don't yeah lie. it's got to be something where it's like and i don't want to speculate too much on what it is but you know what i mean like it's got to be something where if it does end up happening and he gets injured like it could affect how he plays the right like it might it's got to be like a back or something like you know i feel like as a hitter well they keep like saying a, it's they no, keep it's saying just, it's his ankle that like ankle, surgery yeah. repaired ankle shin thing that happened from nine years ago. Yeah, it's so weird. Like then that's he, weird he, that that'd be such a big issue then. He, and so, so and I, so weird that like and like you know he, he was with the Astros for so long, never an issue, never been on the DL for it. Like, yeah, it's, it's so weird. And I even guess if he, you get he, hurt, you can get surgery and be back the next year. Sorry, Zach, keep cutting you off. No, 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 it's all good. No, he re he aggravated it last year. I want to say towards the end of the year, sliding into second base. Um, and then like, could that have flared something up that much? Like. I don't know. But like Hap said, it's weird that teams would give them like, oh, we're okay giving you like three, but we won't give you 10. It's like, 
I mean, in three or in a year, it could get hurt. But like, what's the difference? Like, Like, hey, yeah, we'll give you we'll give you three years for eight hundred bazillion dollars, but we're not going to give you that extra few more. Like, it's just weird. Let's just up his calcium intake. Make sure he's got strong bones and roll him out there for the next twelve. Get some good pliability, you know, like really, really loosen up that area. Get a good yeah, routine. Get yeah. a good trainer for him. Yeah, it'd be fine. It rakes. I, I, and I'm curious, like the first time that they saw it, where they like, or the Giants, right? They go do his physical. Like, do you think the doctor is like, hey, guys, uh, I don't like this. Yeah. And they're like, just like, wait, wait, what the fuck do you mean you don't like yeah. this? How do you how do you bring that one up? Yeah, this guy's just signed a like $36 million a year deal the year before, like you cannot possibly be expecting to see anything. How happy, how happy was that doctor when the Mets said no to, he was like, I fucking told you. Oh my God. Yeah. He was on the golf course, got the alert on his phone. I was like, yes, Uh, you're you're rehired. You're rehired. Tom, do you know what uh, somebody could use uh, to make sure that they're feeling really great? Ian, did you know that 50% of men have symptoms that get in the way of enjoying sex? And do you want a better sex life? If so, you're not alone. Roman, Ian, it's time to talk about Roman. It's the digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps you achieve and maintain a strong erection. Roman has discrete wipes that we've talked about. They last help you last four times longer in bed. Roman offers testosterone tests. At Roman, there is no waiting rooms and there is no hassle. It's a straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your own home. If medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly to your door. Everything arrives in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping. To learn more about how you can achieve your own personal sexual health goals, go to row.co slash johnboy today. That's row.co slash John Boy today for 20% off your entire first order. Row.co slash John Boy. Row.co. 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 Let's remember, though. Let's remember if you're going to go to row.co, you're using John Boy. Okay. If you're going to go to DraftKings, if you're going to go download DraftKings, that's compound. Don't get them confused. DraftKings, compound, row.co, John Boy. Tom. Yes. Uh, I did. I want to talk to you about the Yanks for a second. Okay. Because I did go on. I did go on talking Yanks. Uh, you did. And I talked about our friend Rafael Ortega. We've all played with him. We've all played with him. Did he sign with the Yankees? He signed with the Yanks. Minor league deal. Sorry. That guy can hit the ball in the air to right field. Which yeah. is uh, a valuable skill at Yankee Stadium. Zach, did you ever play with him? I guess not. No. No. Damn it. Great guy. Signed with the Yanks. So the Yanks have the Yanks have some stuff going on. A lot of good players, a lot of good players on the Yanks. All right. A lot of good players. But we don't know. We don't necessarily know how they're going to how they're going to do third base shortstop or left field. Pretty much the pretty much left of if you go left of center field, you don't know what's going on right now. If you if you put a gun to my head, I think Donaldson's back at third. Uh, I don't know what's going on in left. I think they're going to try with what they have right now. But even the guy like Tim LaCastro uh, just signed a minor league deal with the Mets today or yesterday. So that was another option that they've had the last couple of years that's now gone. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, not to put you on the spot here, but a lot of Yankee fans are clamoring for a certain uh, former all-star to get traded for. You know, that's that's been on a lot of people's minds on Yankees. Ryan Reynolds. Brian, <laughs> you're not wrong. That's the other one. Yeah, it's one of one of you two. You know, real quick on the Brian Reynolds thing before we continue with the Yankees things. I love when guys say I want to be traded and teams stay too bad. I love that because you are the player. They are the company. You want to go somewhere else? Stinks, man. We think you're good. We want you here. Well, like why, it's I don't know why, when it became this thing where people are like, oh, I'm going to get traded. I don't like you here. Too bad. You're paid I think millions of dollars. I think it's hard because once you say you want to get traded, it kind of cuts the legs out from under the person who's trying to trade you and yeah. they lose a little bit of leverage. So for sure, because they're like, oh, we do know that behind closed out. doors. And then like the that. GM can be like, yeah, I don't know, don't want to get rid of him, but if you give us something great, but if like they're actively trying to move him now, that's like that stuff. But wait, can we talk about the Yankees? Let's not yeah, get sorry, into this. Too, sorry, I just not had to too say too far to the weeds. Quick. I had to say it too quick. 
well, I have a couple things. One, Yankees fans crack me up because they're so spoiled. They want an all-star at literally every position. Second, second thing. Uh, <laughs> Very true. Yeah, hundred percent. Their options, their options at shortstop are two uh, really highly touted prospects in uh, Volpe. What's the other one? Uh, Peraza. Peraza, and then you have a guy that's won a Gold Glove at third base and is like a, a legitimate big league baseball player in IKF. And then uh, has he ever been an All Star? I don't think so, but definitely no. has a Gold Glove. Can uh, Glaber and- not play short anymore? Glaber's pretty much full time second. Yeah, they said after because it went pretty poorly in 21. They said they were not going to be doing labor at short anymore. Like as in a pinch, they would like I think he played one or two games there last year, but not going into the season with him. Gotcha. I was going to say also, sorry, very quickly, Oswaldo Cabrera, also another option as well. They have three options at shortstop. Okay, including one guy with a gold glove and two like really like prospects that any other team in baseball would be like freak. Yeah. And then they have uh, options in left field between Hicks who uh, is definitely has been an all-star. Uh, maybe one time. Maybe look it up. Look it up. He had a couple I don't of really think good he's years. ever been an all-star. I don't, I'm almost 100% sure he's not been. Okay, look it up. Hicks, you have uh, Rafael Ortega, uh, who signed a minor league deal. You also have Cabrera, Oswaldo Cabrera. They're all, their names are all the same. What's yeah. what's the guy's name? They're all... They all no, there's Oswaldo a Cabrera so there's, plays outfield. There's two guys with the same name. There's Oswaldo Peraza, and then there's Oswald Cabrera. Yeah, it's a, it's a little okay. confusing. Ian, Cabrera's the outfielder. Ian, those are not the same name. It's basically the same they name. They have very different last names. Actually, you know what? I, I got to be honest. I just got it backwards. It's Oswald Peraza and Oswaldo Cabrera. So it is Thank I you. Will it's confusing. It's confusing. Okay. Wait. Oh, no, Can no. I say, though, very briefly, when we did have Scott on the show, he one of the things he said after the show, he complimented all the Yankees rookies, including Oswaldo Cabrera, yes. who has the ability to play both shortstop. He's kind of your fourth option at shortstop and left field as well. And he was one of the league leaders last year in, I believe, right uh, left or right field DRS and had never right, played. Right, the, right, had never. Yeah, Ian knows left field uh, and had never played the outfield at the professional level until last season. Pretty yeah. incredible. What yeah, about, so my point what, is, my point about, is about the what about Floreal? Is he good? He's still around as well, hanging around. This is getting this is getting long winded. I'm my naming is, another player that plays the outfield. That's what you're the doing. Yankees have options. They've uh, they have options, and we're not even talking about John Carlos Stanton, who can play left field. And the, so, like, you're between a Bader's a really good center fielder. Obviously, Judge is in there right every day, and then in left field you have between left field and DH. I guess you have Stanton. Uh, you have um, Hicks, Cabrera, Cabrera, all the guys, Cabrera, and then you have um, our friend Rafael Ortega. So you have options there. You have options to short. It's gonna be really interesting to see how things go. But I think it's very funny that all the Yankees fans are like, "What are we gonna do?" It's like a lot of good players, a lot of good players. I Take think it easy. this is what we do on this podcast. Besides talking about all of baseball, we also calm down Yankees fans uh, every couple of weeks. Make sure everybody's doing all right breathing into brown paper bags and they just won like 100 games uh ortega is gonna literally be a guy that's gonna go there and people aren't i feel like he's not like a too household of a name like i mean we're cubs so like we knew him yeah um but he's gonna go there and if he plays like consistent i bet he hits 25 out easy at that dude stadium. we looked at we look you know it's gonna be tough because he's inherently where he is in his career they will platoon him to some degree like he'll play against he's a really he really crushes crushes righties but he hasn't yeah. been given the opportunity to hit lefties in his career it's just how, how it's been um but we looked it up on, on john boy on john boy when i was on talking baseball talking yanks we looked it up he would have had seven more homers last year at yankee stadium at yankee stadium and that's just in games at wrigley so in the in the 81 games, and he didn't even play all 81, but in the 81 games at Wrigley, he would have had seven more pumps at Yankee Stadium with his balls hit at Wrigley Field last year. That's nuts. Nuts, nuts, nuts. The Yankees also signed Willie Calhoun. D-H. And uh, also ex-Cub, Michael Hermosillo, who yeah. also plays outfield. Yeah, I thought I thought both those Hermosillo and Ortega. I mean, Ortega's a guy a year ago in 21 who had a you know, 121 OPS plus in 103 games. I mean, that's a guy to get in a minor league contract for basically nothing is a great deal. 
And yeah, and look up the look up the right-handed split. Look up how he hit against righties that year. The numbers were better than even the overall numbers because uh, he absolutely crushes righties. So yeah, he had three twenty-one against righties that year. Yeah, I mean, guy nine hundred OPS and yeah, guy rakes righties. Let's get into Sloan screen time. Let's tell the people about Sloan screen time. I you know what guys? I don't know if you guys know this, but I went to uh, Napa this weekend uh, with some friends. And uh, and I was in I saw a lot of different toilets. All right. That's just I'm just going to be honest with you. Went to some wineries, a lot of a lot of different uh, flushers. I hope a lot I hope of Sloan flushers out there. A lot of Sloan flushers. OK. I hope they weren't Sloan and I wish they backed up and got all over your nice shoes and you had poop all over your shoes. A bunch Come of on, man. Shoes. Come on. I was good. OK, because I was like, ooh, I got to go to the bathroom. And then it was always a Sloan flusher. What's your uh, screen time today? Brought to you by Sloan. If you need flushers, right. Sloan nice. valve. I was just looking through question. a different free agent. 321. Liar. Liar. Tom, that's an amazing wow. day. That's why I'm calling Cat. What have you been doing? Call Cat. Look, look at the screen, Dakota, then. Have you been that's on somebody your, else's have phone? You, on you your stole computer it. all day? We're grinding a lot of blitz ball over here, man. We're, we're in the weeds. It? What was yesterday there, Tom? That was a big bar. What was yesterday? Well, Sunday doesn't count. Down. Yeah. Sundays aren't real days. Zach? It's taking forever to update. Five hours and five minutes. You tell me not to talk too close to the mic. Yeah. Zach just ate it. Five hours and five minutes. Hey, can I'm can waiting, we not? I'm still waiting for mine to update. It must be three bad. hours and seven minutes for me. I'm sorry, Tom. Three hours and seven minutes for. I me. thought I had a win today. Come on, fuck. I apologize. He's in. He's an hour behind. And Dakota's got ten Great hours. Point. He's the first double digit, but he won't tell us. Look at it. it it's <laughs> nah, literally. Man. Can you see no, you're on Tuesday, it? dog. You're on Tuesday, dog. It's just loading. It's just loading. It's updating from yesterday at 2 a.m. for some reason. Uh, I'm going to guess like probably 530. I'm going to guess mine was higher than Zach's okay. if I had to give there's you an a, honest assessment. A, a pure guess from Dakota. He's not playing the game by the rules. We're going to give him I, 10 I mean, hours. <laughs> I don't know what, what you want me to do. Dakota, just check, tweet it out tomorrow. Tweet it out tomorrow. Okay, I wait. Will. I have to give the fans a little update. Here's a little update for the fans. We were going to have a, a very uh, big guest today. Didn't happen. Got pushed. Okay. Shocker. And that's next never, week, that's, that doesn't ever happen here. Doesn't ever happen here. That's why I didn't say the name because I was afraid this would happen. So next week, we're going to do the CubsCon thing. Okay. We're going to do the CubsCon thing. We're going to see how it goes. I think we're going to put that episode out next week. And then the following week, we're supposed to have our big special guest that I am excited about. So we're going to have an episode next week. We don't know exactly what it's going to be. And then two weeks, hopefully we'll have a great guest. But we're going to have episodes every week. Don't worry about it. Thank you. Episode 141 41 of the Compound Podcast. Remember by Parse. I love Parse. You love Parse. Go plant a tree. Get some Parse. See you next week.